Hello and welcome to the first official release of 2023 for the Underground Treehouse Ooh. Podcast. Yes, sir. Woo. Podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres. I'm one fourth year host Ruben. Joining me as always is Marcos. Hi. Isaac. Hello, hello. And Keenan. What up? This week we're going to be reviewing the latest album from French artist Palm titled Consolation. Isaac's pick, but before we get into that, we will give you our music recommendations of the week as well as our local beer recommendation of the week. Keenan, what do you have for music? Ooh. I got some local for you guys. Ooh. Mishap. No, unfortunately. Oh, shout out, though. Shout Loaded out, hippies. Shout out to Mishap, though. And that merch drop, the oh. the Johnny Tapia. Yeah, dude. That's so sick. With Paul. Al Hurricane in the corner. What? Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It had an Al Hurricane on the corner? Yeah, yeah. he's down on the bottom. And a Roadrunner. No, so what I got for you guys is the new Crime Lab. Oh. Ooh, that new Crime Lab. Gumshoe. Yeah. The latest release by Albuquerque Locals Crime Lab. And let me just read you their bio from Spotify. It says, how, you de- how do you describe such a unique band without getting into the endless comparison of their influences? What if the Beach Boys were actually pavement? What if Rilo Kylie was just really weird? What if archers of loaf were archers of loafers? <laughs> Suffice to say, it's hard to put a pin on exactly what Crime Lab does or exactly why it's so special. But what happens when these four guys get in a room is art. And it is so special. So welcome to your new favorite band from Albuquerque, Ooh, Crime Lab. Damn, Play a house show. I miss house shows with Crime Lab. <laughs> damn. And bring back a dull beverage, please. But Hey, at the next uh, uh, <laughs> Grand Jam Fest. Yes, Here we sir. Go. <laughs> hey, let, let's get them on the bill. Latest yes, release, Gumshoe by Crime Lab. Yep. So this week, since we're doing something a little more, you know, forancy, uh, I, I wanted to, you know, dip my toes in, you know, sort of a similar vibe. Uh, so I'm going with an artist named uh, Charlotte Calden. Um, and she has a song called Big Boy. And it's just very, 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 like, bluesy and just, oh, like, picture, like, a Amy Winehouse, but... French? But, like, more, yeah, like, more, well, she, it's an English song, but... Oh. There, there's just something about it that's just so fucking buttery smooth, like, and, yeah, it's that good jazz shit. Pretty much if you like Amy, you'll like her. And they're they're obviously different. I think Amy has more of a rustic feel to her, and she's a little more. She has she had a little more to an edge to her, you know. Yeah. Um, and this is more just fucking smooth as hell. So, uh, my band would be Clench Your Fist. It's a pretty uh, I'd say kind of new local, not local whatsoever. Uh, I don't know where they're from. <laughs> Sorry, dude, that German beer. Um, it's a new hardcore band. They go hard as hell. Fury is a song that I would recommend, but. That whole EP is pretty hardcore, so no pun intended. Clench your fist? Clench your fist. I sent you it, actually. I'm like, yo, Kenyon, on you. (laughs) Kenyon, this kills me. (laughs) So I have some hardcore to recommend this week as well. My recommendation is going to be the newest album, The Great Satan by Highway Sniper. And I got to say, it has to be one of my favorite band names I've heard in a while. (laughs) For sure. Highway Sniper. Yeah, that's tough. Come on, come on. (laughs) But... Kind of run-of-the-mill hardcore, but very political, which I love in my hardcore. Um, not much to say. Just super hard-hitting, fast-paced, classic-sounding hardcore. Great political uh, political themes thrown in as well. But, yeah, The Great Satan by Highway Sniper. Bookend Marcus from the Valley. Two-step to it. 
Oh. Yeah, I, get this, I already heard it. Yeah, I played shit in my car. He, he couldn't behave himself. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I was about to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our beer recommendation of the week is going to be our second beer from Little Toad Creek Brewery Distillery from Silver City. The first time we had the Pendejo Porter. This this time we're going to have the Lucky Toe Lager. Crisp and light at 4.8%. I mean, we're drinking in the middle of a fucking shed in the middle of winter, but... Yeah, we are. Hey, it's fit for all occasions. This shit's going to hit. Now. It's hitting now. It's going to hit perfect in the summer. Drinks real smooth. Has a nice weedy bowl taste to it. This is one of the best lagers you're going to get from any type of brewery in New Mexico. Very refreshing. Ooh. Rolls off the tongue nicely. Well Perfectly said. said. There you go. Thank you. Lucky Toad Lager. We can use a little bit of luck. Listen to our <laughs> podcast so we can quit our day jobs, please. Yeah, I'm tired of this shit. Please. I want to I do this shit full time. Come on, please. Please. What? For the love of God, please. <laughs> Elon, please. No, Daddy. don't say Elon. Not Elon. <laughs> He'll fucking run us into the ground, bro. Go, Everything go, he go touches. Su- <laughs> go support Little Toad Creek and then and then support the Underground Treehouse. Yeah. In that order. In, in that, that order. order. In that order. Yeah, yeah. All right. Consolation from Palm, which means apple. Translated from French to English. In case you didn't know. Ooh. Isaac, we'll lead you to this. So... I'm kind of all over the place when I listen to shit. Like, if I just find something that I like, I'll run it to the ground. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, I, I really don't – I'm really not picky when I like something, you know, um, whether it's a more traditional, you know, sounding music or if it's more experimental. So my algorithm had put me on to this woman probably about a year ago, I would say, and – I I would just listen to random songs by her and stuff. And then she came out with a Colors music video. And ever since then, I I was fucking hooked. Because, like, you know, I found her in the algorithm, whatever, and then kind of just lost track. But then when I rediscovered her in the Colors music video, it was tremendous. Keenan, any thoughts? You've been holding out for a fucking (laughs) year, bro. Bro, after our top tens, after what are you this doing? This shit, I have it in my notes at the end that this shit would have made my top ten. Serio? <gasps> You've been holding back on me that okay, long? I got you. I got you. I'll be, I'll be sending you all these weird oh little darlings that I find. God, I can't <laughs> wait to dive into this. I got you, dog. I got you. But yeah, pretty much an algorithm thing that moved into a, a colors thing. I We're always shouting out colors, but really, seriously, check out colors, the YouTube channel, all caps. They have so many unique artists on there, but so she dropped a a music video on their channel from one of the songs on this album, um, the one that starts with the T that we were just listening to. It's like Trambu, Trambu, Just a disclaimer. Yeah. Almost every song is in French. We're gonna butcher the fuck yeah. out of this. There just, you go. Just saying. Tambu, Tambu, Tambu. That's what Tambu. it is. Tambu, Tambu. Man, I don't speak no French, bro, but <laughs> it doesn't matter because her voice is transcendent of language and time, bro. Yes, this it shit is. sounds good no matter what at any time. Like, but anyways, so found her. That's what put me on and didn't even realize that she had dropped this album until after I saw the colors video. And then once once I knew that she had dropped something this year, I, I, I right, had that's to. It. I, it was a rap, bro. It was an easy dub. So. That's that's pretty much what led me to it. I got you. What um? Oh, and then just to preface that, when you say this year, you mean twenty twenty two? Twenty twenty two. Yeah. My yeah. apologies. My apologies. No, you good? You good? You fucking nerd. <laughs> so before we get into uh, this album, 
Do you guys listen to any foreign Spanish music? Music. Corridos or what? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm with my sister, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that it? Just Spanish music? Spanish music. Um. You listen to German? I guess yeah, German rock. <gasps> Ooh. 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 Shout out to Wheat Butter. Nice. Got you. That was was good. Yeah, I guess. On the daily? I mean, what? Not really. No. 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 Oh, my bad, my bad. No, no. Yeah, like on the daily. No, not really. Like in high school, I had like this weird, like Brazilian, like Spanish, like hardcore phase. Mm -hmm. Nice. In like death metal phase. But outside of that, no, not really. Yeah, I I tried to get into some of it. I try to listen to as much as I can. I don't really have like a specific, like if I do listen to foreign music, I don't have a specific genre or specific language that I listen to. That's fair. Yeah. City pop. City pop. City pop. Even explain explain what city pop is. Love it, but explain it. (sighs) Um, Ruben gives a better explanation than I do. He the way you explain it to me. When I explain this. Oh, uh, what's that? What's that brewery downtown? Like more north, and then you turn oh, right. Oh, uh, Sidetrack. Sidetrack. There you go. Side yeah, track. another great brewery. Please support them. Yeah, Sidetrack is amazing. So you explained it perfectly. <sighs> I'm gonna keep it a buck, bro. I don't remember what I said, but uh, on the uh, spot, I'd have to say it's just like it's Japanese pop music with like a hint of funk and vaporwave. Word. But I guess it wouldn't even be vaporwave because it was before that vaporwave. Wasn't a thing. Super eighties. Yeah. It's it's eighties it's, it's, funk it's, soul. Yeah. Japanese. It's the Japanese. Pop. It's the Japanese pop. answer to what Americans were doing in the eighties. Mm-hmm. It's eighties pop music just done go, more soul, but way go, better. But way look, better. Yeah, way more soul. Go look up the intro to Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, that city pop. Yeah, listen to the album Plastic Love. Yeah, I I don't I don't really have like a specific genre that I jump to. I listen to a little bit of everything. Like Lim Gyeong, I talked about him on on our Drake review. He's a dope Taiwanese, um, like, techno kind of producer. So I like that, so I guess I kind of like Taiwanese music, you know. Um, (laughs) A little bit of Spanish. Um, As far as French, like, I've never really listened to, like, any isolated French artists, but I fucking love Thievery Corporation. Ooh. And, uh, oh, I guess speaking of that, a little bit of uh, Bossa Nova. I listen to Bossa Nova, too. But um, I love Thievery Corporation, and they've always incorporated French artists, but... They have this one singer, Lulu Galechkin or something. I'm not too sure how to pronounce her last name. Uh, but she's multilingual, and she sings a lot of songs in French, too. Oh, hell so yeah. I, I guess as far as French music goes, that's the deepest I've gone. Uh, shout out to Thievery, man. They really <laughs> broaden my horizons with music. But, yeah, I guess that's really all I all I really have as far as foreign music. So is it just French that you're really listening to as far as foreign music? So... Fucking French, Italian, uh, yeah, like you guys said, like Japanese and s- stuff like that. Lots of uh, like real deep, like like native shit, but like not Native American, like native, like uh, fuck, what am I trying to think of? Like those Mongolian throat singers. Huh? No, but shout out the who, dong. Shout out like the who. Inuit, like no, like like the- Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> well, shot. Yo, I fuck with the Finnish or whatever the fuck she is. Uh, she's Icelandic. Well, I guess I guess we listen to Icelandic yeah, music yeah. too. No, duh. man, I'd be listening to everything. Fuck, fuck what I said. Aztec, yeah, that, like the Aztec type shit, bro. Like whatever oh. that shit is called. Like yeah. they have like these real beautiful uh, artists that just sing from the fucking soul, and you could feel like the the fucking grass grow around you, bro. It's uh-huh. fucking beautiful. So <laughs> I listen. I listen to all kinds of different shit that has like. I literally don't know what any of them are saying, but it's all fucking 
gas. Yeah. So okay. So I guess what we got, and it might be kind of a stereotype. I don't know if this is just from the French music I've heard. This is kind of what led me to have these preconceived notions about this album. But this is kind of along the lines of what I was getting. Despite her being somewhat of like a pop artist, it has this very like melancholy type of like somber, soft sound to it. Is this something that you guys were expecting from this album? Were you guys uh, expecting anything, I guess, is what yeah, I'm trying to I say? Yeah, I expected but... this album to be the soundtrack to Ratatouille, and it, it hit the mark. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Bro, to be, to be fair, to back him up, we play this song while we're cooking. <laughs> this not song, not song, but this album. Yeah. This album is played while we are cooking. Yeah, and it's that's slice of life. There's nothing it bad is. about that. Ratatouille is a good movie with an amazing soundtrack already. It's Bro, just like, yo. Yeah. I could see this this uh, this album being played on a lot of parts of Ratatouille. Okay. So, but to answer your question, like I had no idea what to ex- to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's like the common theme, like for me, especially with um, just like foreign music, is is it catchy? Mm. Is it catchy? Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, like the first couple listens of this album, it's like, is is it catchy? And I could say yes. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's very melancholy, like you said. Um, it's very like warm and embracing. And mm. then once I finally like get into the lyrics and like translate them, that's when I can kind of like try to relate to it mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And with this with this album, it's very, I guess, not catchy. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, right off the bat, that's what I related to. Okay. Is it's good. I'm not skipping anything. So I base it off the album cover, off anything. When I get recommended an album, I look at or a song, I look at the fucking artwork. Mm-hmm. That shit had swag. <laughs> that explain what, explain swag. what the album very cover artistic, looks like. Very artistic. It's just her hitting a fucking drippy, drippy ass pose, bro, <laughs> with a fucking samurai hat, sombrero. I don't know what the fuck it is. And to but. me, it looks like a giant mushroom cap. That's what it does yeah. look like. It reminds me of some fucking Young Thug Jeffrey shit. Yeah, literally. It did, huh? Yeah. With him wearing the fucking yeah, like, yeah, yeah. dress or whatever. Exactly. So Free slime. Honestly, I don't free him. He's a fucking murderer. <laughs> oh, is he? About? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> YSL never fold. Free Hitler. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but free my boy. The <laughs> no, fuck? What do you mean? No, he's a fucking gang leader. No, don't free him. Chalk that. He didn't mean, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean that. Why are you going to say free that fool? No. I hate that. I hate that that trend that there's going on to free him. He's like, no, he's a criminal. Like, don't free him. This motherfucker has hits out on people for no reason. Like, don't free him. I don't know yeah, but fuck. he released Hot with Young with nah, Gunna. I mean, fuck. He, he did Metro Spider. He did. <laughs> he should probably get a pass. He should probably get a Nobel Peace Prize. And then, like, they should compensate him for his noble efforts. It's true. Yeah, he did re- does release some heat. But Bro, if anyone's getting that Nobel Peace Prize, it's poem Bro, and he fucking was poetry. Yeah. He, he fucks. All right. Anyways, um, yeah, based <laughs> based off the album cover, when I first looked it up, I was like, holy shit, this shit's going to be smooth. For sure. Because it's like it gives that art oh, uh, sense to it. Very artsy. Very, you know, mellow. Like She's literally just dripped out on a fucking pose. So that's I, what I got it from it. And when I saw the album cover, I was expecting something a lot more like avant-garde. I didn't think it was going to be as structured. Yeah, yeah, because it's straightforward, but not in a boring way. It's straightforward in more of like the sense of like, like the timing, I guess you could say. It's, it's like, easy to listen to, even though 
yeah, none of us is. speak French. Yeah. That shit is so smooth that you don't need to know what she's saying to resonate with like the the vocal harmonies and yeah. the instrumentals and the way that she progresses her sound through each Ooh. track. Mm-hmm. So like early jazz was kind of like considered like e- just easy listening. That's literally what this is. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like I have this shit on every night while I'm cooking dinner. So it's elevator music. Yeah, could better. Be. Yeah, could be. But better. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like one of those fast elevators that you have to hold on to. Elevator. <laughs> That's not the fucking. What's the ride at Disneyland? <laughs> the Tower of Terror. Yeah, the Tower of Terror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Guardians of the Galaxy now. What? It's not the Tower of Terror oh, anymore. Lame, bro. Rip. Fucking lame. All my homies hate Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, looking at that album cover, I thought it was gonna be something a little bit more avant-garde. You know, maybe not necessarily experimental with something a little bit more out of the box, right. especially when you got that first track and it's not even really a track. It's just kind of like a quick little interlude. Intro. Intro. intro yeah. 2251. It's like them just laughing. It, oh, it reminded me of some Saya Gray shit. It's exactly what Saya Gray literally started hers off with her mom like speaking. And then mm-hmm. she has other interludes of her just like laughing. Yeah, yeah, just fucking around in the background and shit. And it's like a recording. It's like over the phone or something. Yeah. yeah. You can clearly hear it. Yeah, exactly. Which also, we'll you also get like influence of that like in throughout the album, mm-hmm. like with the recordings and stuff. Definitely. 100%. And then that leads into again, sorry for the pronunciations. Jade. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. So the N isn't pronounced. N? No, because <laughs> Charlotte Calde is pronounced <laughs> Calde. And it's C A R D I N. Whoa. So this boy is gonna be you gonna be bilingual by the time we fucking yeah. get this podcast. Watches French animes. (laughs) French animes. Um so yeah, so once we get into that second track, it was a little bit more straightforward than I thought. Uh I mean, like I said, it's not anything boring or anything. It's actually really fucking good. Um that would go crazy. (laughs) Oh my god, dude. Her vocals. Well, when she hits that high note leading into the end yes. of the hook, yeah. and then it leads into her, whoo, yes. like, oh, Those harmonies man. are insane. Yeah, dude. Throughout the album, too. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just, it's. No, yeah, no, because it's going to be like a pretty common theme yeah. <laughs> throughout this album. <laughs> I hope you like good singing and great harmonies. <laughs> Seriously. Beautiful. And, and it's funny because it's like um, the harmonies don't exactly like match up as weird as that sounds it's because like whoever's in the back they're just kind of like doing their own thing and it's just mm-hmm. like perfect like because whatever she says it's just like perfectly like harmonizes with it and then like that person in the background still just kind of like doing their own tone and then yeah. like she kind of goes off on her own yeah, yeah. The production is crazy oh yeah it's so good so many different layered vocals and different the way that they piece together the instrumentals like the all, all the instruments and shit and the way that they just builds off one another is it's a piece of fucking art, bro. Like, I fucking love this album. Yeah, 100%. I'm glad that we didn't review it right away because there's a lot of subtleties that I kind of missed on my first, like, two or three listens of this album. But I just want to attest to that production because the production quality on this is fucking insane. And, and when you actually sit down and fully focus on it and, you know, you're fully invested into the music, there's so much shit that's hidden underneath the the surface. Like... Like, there's small little string sections that I didn't catch on the first listen in multiple songs. And then, like, a lot of the background harmonies, you know, some of them are very prominent, like in La Riviere. Yep. Or something like yep. that. 
Um, I mean, obviously those are really prominent, but then you'll hear like small little vocal samples kind of hit here and or there, like a little chime here. And yeah, there, and little, like holy like a little fuck, note, you know. Yeah, I'm like, this is the fifth time I listen to this. How the fuck did I hear this? <laughs> and time? it's all over the place too, because like the like the dominant instruments throughout this track were like the drums and the keyboard. Mm-hmm. But like you guys said, you do get those like little snippets of like the vocals in the background, or just whatever it be, like the strings, and just keeps you on your toes. Since we were on the topic of catchy, I want to jump to the uh, fifth track, Nelly. Oh, I think. I think. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shout out Tip Drill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I go against the grain as far as the sound. This this one doesn't sound warm to me. This one sounds very cold and very. This one's very like, serious. It's somber. Very yeah, it's the first time that we're getting away from that mostly acoustic production. It's, it has a real lo-fi vibe to it. You know what I mean? And with I didn't the beat get like lo-fi, this, to be honest. Huh? I didn't get lo-fi. But you know what I mean, though? Like, that, it's it's Like, that grainy spacey, type of, like... Like, it, to me, it sounds like something that a hip-hop producer would sample. Hmm. Maybe lo-fi isn't it, but it definitely doesn't sound acoustic, and it definitely doesn't sound fucking what we've been, been getting yeah, previously. We got, like, beautiful instruments... And, and, th- and this is the first one with like a drum. Yeah, and you know then like I mean? she's yeah. she's kind of like humming throughout the whole song. Bro, her hums yeah. go crazy. And so that, the, that's the exact one I was referencing as so, far as like catchiness. The humming yeah. is very catchy. Yeah, so the sound is very different from what we've got from the yep. first four tracks. Well, I mean, I guess three because that first one was an interlude. Yeah, but it this one was actually like the tone itself was just like a little darker. Yeah. Even even though it was, I mean, you got to go and listen to it. It's a little catchy, but the tone itself is a little darker from the uppity, beautiful piano keyboard that we were getting from the other tracks. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I could totally see that. There's like a nice little twist to it, though, I thought. But this is one of the songs that really wanted to put me to sleep, man. <laughs> this one wanted to put you to sleep? Yeah. Oh, I dark, guess it's like it's a lullaby. Slower, yeah, it's very slower. It's bass, very yeah. slow, her humming and dark ambient vibe to it. It's just oh, yeah. like, fuck, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I guess that's really a majority of this album. The damn near every song is real mellow and. That is uh, true. Yeah, majority of this album more down tempo is like a lullaby, man. Fucking hell. Yeah, not in get... a bad way whatsoever. Not in a bad way whatsoever. I can listen to Galleria music and it's just gonna put me to sleep because it's so <laughs> soothing. But fuck, man. All right. Well, yeah. spoiler alert: that my top three tracks made my uh, sleepy time playlist. So uh, I'd be falling asleep to this almost every sure. night, bro. Let's go. You've been having some great dreams. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess we can jump to another one. Uh, are you guys going to talk about that well, track? Well, real quick, oh. the the ending of this track kind of bothered me. What? It, it did. Like with the – it was like the outro with the um like another voice recording. Mm-hmm. So the track itself is actually about the – it doesn't really matter, but the Canadian novelist and – well, the sorry, the French-Canadian novelist Nelly Ar- Arcan. Mm-hmm. Um, but it basically sounds like a voicemail of her ending the track. And then that part, I, I kind of just would have been fine without. Mm. It, I, th- I feel that. That that part is kind of like, like when I'm listening to it and if I'm quick enough, I will skip that <laughs> outro. Right. And is it just a little abrasive or? It, I don't know something about it. It's just, it just bothers me because it just doesn't go well with her flow. humming yeah it doesn't flow because it's kind of it's it's weird because like we get her singing um actually don't even know her her name but we get palms singing and then it just goes into that, oh. that like weird like 
recording outro and it just that part just kind of like threw me off it doesn't really flow with the rest of the track mm-hmm. but other than that this track is this track is beautiful yeah fuck yeah no completely agree uh well i mean i i don't necessarily mind it as much as you do but yeah. like i could totally like like you said if i got the time you know poop, you know just, just <laughs> and again just, like if i catch it in time i'm just hitting next but if yeah, not it's if not it's, through, it's, it's, a vibe, it's yeah. whatever exactly and, and, and it's literally the artist who's the song is about who's yeah. speaking so it's it, it a nice little tribute yeah yeah so it, it adds it adds to the, the overall uh theme of the song and you know i respect it but yeah i, I could live yeah I, i'm indifferent mm-hmm. word so i guess we can jump onto another song that is a little bit more fast-paced that i think is definitely a change of pace and it's interesting because this song has two versions of it on the same oh. album oh yeah which is Kind of wild, bro. Like, this is the and this heaviest should... song. This is the heavy. Well, not not heavy, but like this is the most no. like mean song. Oh, bro! Literally, right here in all caps. I got call him out, girl. <laughs> there's one Get song. There's one song before this that's heavier. Oh I, no! I yeah, think he- not. Yeah, yeah. He- heavier topic wise. I think we might topic heavy. be yeah. ag- in agreement on that. We'll get to it. 100%. But yeah, I, I guess as far as like overly aggressive, yeah, th- this is the song. Yeah. Uh, very bad. Yeah. Um, also, you. which is also in in English. Yeah. Yes. So this one is in English, and there are uh, two versions. Yeah. There's which, two versions. There's uh, a, what do you guys feel? I I kind of find it a little bit redundant. I think if you're gonna do two versions of the same track on the same album, you should probably throw that other version on like a deluxe edition. I was like literally a bonus about to say that. Yeah, I was or literally about to say track. that. Literally, yeah. You're literally putting that song right next to the original song, and <laughs> it's good. But like, I prefer the original's production anyway. So, so that's the thing. So which one would be on the deluxe? Would it be the softer version or the soft. original version? It'd have to be the softer version. It'd have to be the softer version because the softer version. I, I don't know. I, I just think I just think the way the other songs flow into this one, the softer version doesn't flow as well as the regular. Interesting. Version. And plus, you want your best work to be on your album, True, your main yeah. album. True. So. I think they're both good. I do. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, could also, yeah yeah I they're both see, good. But like it's redundant as fuck. Like, no, yeah, I could just because I could see the first one being like like an outtake type thing just because the way it ends. Right. With. Um, so the song starts off obviously with her singing, and then the, it ends with her like in a crowd, and it's, there's like a lot of people. It sounds like yeah. everybody's just like in her living room, just like singing this song through a phone. It sounds like a recording. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that last part when everybody's singing, you got the dog barking in the background. So that's why like I could see this one just kind of like being an outtake, like a special type thing. Oh, I see what you just mean. Just because that second version is so soft, literally oh, so called the softer it, it version, fits better in the album. I do. Okay. But I agree. But I do prefer that first version. That second version, the softer version is beautiful. Yeah. The guitar, everything is beautiful about it, but I just prefer that first version cuz it is so uppity, it is fun. And that's just that's just what I think. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, with but, you. I like the production on the original one better than the soft version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's probably why it's first. But it yeah, is, it is a little redundant. The softer version like in between any of the first four tracks. And oh, exactly. And it would have flowed featured. perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. But right back to back, bro. And they're that's like, it's just like, that's pretty oh, crazy. Man. Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't flow well. And then because I like B, 
the ending track so much. It was like, damn, you're gonna make me listen to the same song again before getting <laughs> yeah, to that, that one. Yeah, that is. It, it was weird, but yeah, just get this shit over with. Yeah, like, bro. Like, I love my time here, but don't fucking <laughs> come on. Don't. But the song itself, who yes. she was targeting, mm. who's she going after? Mm, 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 mm. I have no idea. I I think she's going after. I think she's either talking. She's talking about her own personal experience when she was 18, mm. but. If a woman is listening to this song, it's more of a critique on what women have to go through in society uh, and like the complex relationships that women get themselves in at a younger age with older men. Wow, that's perfect. It could be after it could be targeting one person, or it could be targeting a whole agenda, like you just said. Yeah, like it could be covering a whole basis because exactly. it could be covering a whole basis because her. Her one experience isn't exactly unique, unique. unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, something that's shared between a lot of women. Yeah. So even though it is a personal thing, it isn't something that's like so out of this world, you know, that only she experienced. Like, fuck no. Mm-hmm. Women have to go through all this shit all the time, bro. 100%. And I guess, you know, when you get the first couple verses, it sounds like it could be a very like isolated type of incident. Like it could be referencing somebody specifically with the lyrics. Don't you give a fuck? I'm not starstruck anymore. Um, now I have more money than you do. Does it make you feel like you failed? You know, it seems Jesus kind of. Christ. <laughs> yeah. Well, she wasn't holding back That's with this blooded, shit. Dog, yeah. God. That's cold blooded. But then you get into that third verse. Don't you find it strange to like girls my age or younger? Yeah. yeah. I hope your sis is fine when you see her face. Tell her that I love her. Like that right there is like targeting someone specific. That's why yeah. it's like. I didn't look at it from your point, Isaac. I thought she was targeting, like, one specific person. Right. But it could be a critique, yeah, on just the whole older men with a lot of fame and money. Yeah. Not even just fame. A lot of money liking the younger, right. more impressionable type of Leonardo, women. baby. Oh, Leonardo. <laughs> Don't say his name all cool, because what the fuck? That's true, fuck yeah. Fuck that fool. <laughs> you got that 25-year-old uh, rule? 25-year-old rule? Yeah. yeah. Anything past that yeah. is done. It's done. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on to the song that I was alluding to earlier, mm-hmm. which I think we could all agree is probably the most emotional, hard-hitting song fucking topic-wise is Puppy. Oh, if you have a heart. If you have a if heart, have a yeah. Heart, yep. You might be a psychopath. You might torture dogs or something. <laughs> oh, fuck you. But You man, can even be a cat person and just relate this shit to any pet ever. You know what I mean? 100%. 100%. Bro, you could probably just quote the whole song. It's so quick. Yeah, it, it is a short one for sure. It definitely is. So, as as the title may allude to, it's about a puppy. Not very happy though. It's it's about the it's the musical version of Marley and Me. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> God damn! Holy shit! How old is Marley when they died in that movie? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Stop. 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 Owen no, Wilson had kids. They were like <laughs> they stomach oh, Well, I'm sorry. I haven't seen that movie since like, like seven, fucking high school. Eight, and then they had hit, They had Marley like years before they had the kids. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen that movie since fucking high school. Either way, uh, that fool that, died. That's one of the only movies you need to watch once. True. That's yeah, true. you, you don't need to be watching that. So that's what this fucking song is about. Like <laughs> Marley and me. Yeah, it's so funny. It's a fucking sad song. So you start off, you know, of course, is how you would buy a dog. Now the time is slow and they close all the stores. 
as I see you grow, I love you more. Never let you go. I'll watch you from the door. And you're just building that slow kind of bond with the dog. Hey, let's be honest, bro. That bond with dogs isn't slow. That shit kind of catches quick. For real. And then the chorus. The one part that we have to listen to multiple times uh. in this fucking song. I am in fear of the day you will die. Things when they change always make me cry. And then repeats. I am in fear of the day you will die. <sighs> and then just give God, us the out- give us the outro. You're not, just gonna leave us on. Right. Not, gonna leave us not a dog owner, but I could understand uh, okay. for my friends having dogs. And, well, oh. yeah, yeah it's pretty I, hard. I was trying to give you guys a little bit of time to you know maybe get your emotions out. Okay, I'll, I'll go straight for the outro too. <laughs> oh. As I see you grow, I love you more. So I guess it kind of ends on a more you know positive note. It tries it does. to. It tries. <laughs> she <laughs> hit us with that, and then. <laughs> But in the whole time, you just, oh man, it uh, it's funny that a song about a an animal dying hits maybe harder than songs about a human dying. You know what I mean? Yeah, there, there's just something about that, like that, like um, unrequited type of love. You yeah, know what I mean? A hundred percent, hundred unconditional, unwavering love, especially for something that only knows love. If that's what you give them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Is I don't know. It's almost more than like your kid, bro. Cause like your kid's going to be like, fuck you, mom. <laughs> I'm going to listen to Limp Biscuit or whatever. You That's know, Mark is bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, but a dog's going to eat the same fucking chow food. He's going to sit in the same fucking spot. He's going to s- get scratches in the same fucking places where he likes scratches forever until he dies, bro. Until they die. Stop, bro. And they're not the, and then they're, they're loyal as hell, bro. Exactly. And it's not like a, Okay, well, I'm probably going to live longer than my kid. So, okay, I'll probably die first, you know. No, yeah, dude, your dog is 100% going to die before you do. Yeah. So, you know. Unless you have my luck. Let's stop <laughs> this, bro. Stop. Hey, man, we, we got to dig through the trenches. We got to walk through the bog before we get to the rest of this shit, right? Because Oof. other than these two songs, it kind of seems like the theme is kind of the same throughout the whole album as, like... It seems like everything kind of has the same, like the subject matter formula. Just a theme. Yeah, it seems like it kind of sticks to a formula, at least yeah. subject-wise. A lot of it kind of like runs through like with relationships and like with personal growth. But it, like, I don't know. To me, it didn't really seem like too many other songs kind of hit the same way subject-wise. Am I wrong in that? Does anybody else? You're not wrong because that's my only nick about this album is the fact that there was a more of an experimental aspect to it. Mm. So you know, I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Did you have a problem with it? No. No. I mean, when I looked it up, I wasn't expecting that, mm-hmm. but not so much a problem because it fits the beautiful aspect of the song itself. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, li- you listen to it, and you're like, "Damn, this is beautiful." Or you can kind of pick up on her tone of it being a little sad, just like a couple of other songs. Then when you go look at the lyrics, you're like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess the one thing I'll say about the lyrics is that I think everything to me is all just different things about her own personal experience. So she has like a song about her childhood. And then she has a song about a relationship with a person who, I mean, I, this is how I interpret it. It's somebody who could be maybe transitioning or something. And then she has a song about somebody who's like dealing with something and that she could be that, you know, figure to help them. And then she, you know what I mean? There's so many different 
track topics that all relate to the same themes of personal growth, personal experiences, and the way that those affect her future, essentially. Mm. Like, because she has, like, the the first song about her childhood, and, right. and it's very... It's her wondering, is this nostalgia or is or is life actually better? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the next song is, you know, maybe about your parents supporting you through some or, you know, just having a support system and and those people, you know, believing in you, even if you don't believe in yourself, you know, so they're all the same thing. They're all personal experiences of hers, but they're all different stories. Yeah, that's how I look. It at all it. just kind of branches off from. Yeah, the, but from I can see same. why you guys think that they all sound very similar because they all are things that have to do with her relationship with herself or the people around her. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think about the first song that's all in English? When I see you, uh, I, the way I interpreted the lyrics was it's pretty much the struggles of of couple dealing with a long distance relationship that's how i looked at it sonically though those vocals are so fucking beautiful especially when she sings i miss you she sings it in french but in the translated part like when it comes to that part ooh, uh you can really feel the pain in her voice um nothing crazy going on instrumentally but golly her, her vocal performance on this track is probably one of my favorites yeah, I mean, it's one of my favorites because I really liked her singing in English. I think she has a nice accent to it, and it's really uh, different. The only thing different aspect of it in the album than what you're not used to is her singing in English, in my perspective, at least. Mm-hmm. Literally, I have here. I mean, French, English, no matter how she sings this, her voice is beautiful. Yeah. 100%. This song is beautifully sad and... It, she literally couldn't have done anything better. This is the perfect, the most perfect song off this album to me. Oh, to me. That's a good guess. I have no idea who she's even singing about, and I feel her pain. Yeah, and I feel I feel for her. Yeah. This song is beautiful. You can hear it in her tone. You know when she's hurting, and when, the way she says "I love you," you can tell that she fucking means that from the bottom of her heart. Mm-hmm. Her heart strings. You feel it. You feel every emotion in this song, and it's just, it's beautiful. The love is palpable, bro. Bro, Ooh. this song is is perfect. This song is perfect. Truly yeah. immaculate. I didn't take it as a long-distance relationship. Okay. I took it more of, like, getting back in touch with an ex, maybe. Okay. And, I mean, really, for the first couple verses, yeah, I guess it could be seen as long-distance, you know. Yeah. It seems a little bit more familiar and stuff. But I think when you hit verse four, for some reason, and I, it could just be me misinterpreting it. But when you hit verse four, she says, when I see you, we will kiss again. In the morning, do you miss my face? Do you want to call tonight? I do, but it makes me sad. Maybe tomorrow. And then the way I, the way I heard that was just like, I don't know if it's long distance. Why would you be sad with talking with them? Why would you kind of put something off like that if you're really missing them that much? It seemed like it was more of like a hesitancy because it is an ex. You know what I mean? Right. That's just how I. That's a good interpretation. It, I think. But. Yeah, you're probably you're probably spot on. I, the way I looked at it, it was, uh, you want to call me tonight? I do, <laughs> but it makes me sad. Maybe tomorrow. Like, fuck, dude. I would love to call you tonight, but, I mean, there's only so much a a little screen can do. You know what I mean? Compared to, 
you know, the physical, yeah, you know, the physical connection and just being there for that person, you know? So, but, uh, I think maybe with the new lens and the new perspective, I, I, I could see that definitely yeah. a little more so than the, than the long distance thing. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like there's a huge jump between the two. Uh, as far as some other interesting instrumental choices, I thought the song, um, uh, September, I thought the that ending, was a, song. Yeah. That's a little 8-bit, yeah. 8-bit, eight eight no, 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 no not that go. one, I thought the ending of the song that I said sounded like a fucking straight up scene from like Midsummer or something, oh. the ending oh, of that song straight yeah. up sounded like Midsummer. uh, the real, like, video gamey one is the next one, bleh. That one, that one's straight <laughs> video game e. That's straight up Yoshi's Island main menu music, bro. Lavender Town, Pokemon. There you go. Whoa, same Wait. vibes. What? I'm bleh. I mean, bleh. I I I got that in September as well. I that's I why got, I brought it up. It's yeah, I, I got. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I got I got Pokemon. You know, walking into the Poke Center vibe. In the with another one in September with the keyboard. Yeah, because that's like. Um, I can see your part though at the end because at the end it's just like the keyboard Bro, and then she comes crazy. back in. Yeah. No, so there is that part, but in like more like towards the beginning of the song, you actually got like the like the high pitch like you got the high pitch keys, and so okay. that's why I got very like Poke Center. Yeah. Walking in, revive my Pikachu, please. <laughs> Full HP, please. Thank you. I fainted while in my pocket. A little bastard. I love you though. <laughs> I got poisoned by a weedle. <laughs> Use twin needles on my ass. That's fucked up. It's super resistant. Bro, it's super s- effective. Your screen starts blacking out. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, the, your screen starts fast- having heart palpitations. <laughs> the faster you move, the quicker it gets. You get right into the pokey center. You're walking up. It says Pikachu has fainted. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. There's nothing worse. But it does I- suck. I don't know why. Suck, bro. Suck. Bro, it's not Pokemon, bro. <laughs> bro, I I do get Poke Center vibes though. Like okay. in, early on in that song, so I can see where Marcos gets that too. What about the next one though? I don't know why, because I don't think the theme does too much. Any, I don't think the themes are anything really different with uh, this song. But I, I love that dreamy. Like it just feels so like surreal. The imagery that she has within these lyrics. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's especially like with this one because it's it through and through the song is beautiful. Yeah, blue. It, yes. But the the lyrics itself about like the the whole like water theme like swimming and like swallowing water like gasping for air and then coming yeah. back up, so like that whole part fits really well. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Did you guys get almost like a like a light wonder, almost like a Danny Elfman vibe on this track? Like mm. that's almost the level of like like light twinkliness on this track that I get from this track. Like signs, also but... that fucking beat switch with that gross ass squelching in the background oh, yeah. was fucking nuts, bro. I hated that shit. <laughs> I hated that shit, bro. Well, it, before so... it moves into the upbeat uh, instrumental, like mm-hmm. I mean, that could be all symbolism for something, you know? You know what I'm saying? So I was gonna say, and I'm glad you brought that up because this leads me into my reasoning for this, um, for this thought. I can't think of his name right now, but. It's the dude who, um, the dude who directs Sinodoche New York, and then like being John Malkovich. Oh, what I, the fuck is his name? I forget. But it's that really weird surreal type of movie, like the surrealism. Not like not fucking insane David Lynch type shit, but a little bit more subtle. That's Twin the, Peaks. 
kind of, but not as crazy. Okay, like okay. like where everything just feels like subtly off. I don't know how like else a, to explain Like an AI-generated image. Yes, dude. Like very uncanny. No. I, I don't know why I got that vibe with this song for sure. Oh, okay. And I think the beat switch definitely adds to that. Yeah. Again, like the lyrics, I love the imagery, but it just, I don't know. Everything just seems so dreamlike with this song. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, but this shit like... It's like beautiful and unnerving at the same time. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. And that's why I bring up that director. I I'm fucking failing not bring not remembering his name, but same thing with him. Like his movies are very surreal and they're very out there, but he shoots them just so beautifully. That song has you just gris- gr- grasping for more, bro. Just like her trying to grasp for air while she's fucking Ooh. being waterboarded, mm. bro. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> waterboarded by life. <laughs> I don't even know about that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, the third track, Den Mes Res. I don't, I don't know how to say it, but mm-hmm. uh, I just want to talk about the second half real quick. Uh, it almost gives me vibes of like being a, in a meadow or like some time passing in front of you montage style like in a movie. Really catchy. The acoustic pluckings are amazing as always. The chimes reaching... The peak at the end, very nice touch. And B, the outro track, mm-hmm. bro, giving me some fucking auto-tune, <laughs> Team Pain-ass vibes, bro. <laughs> she can dabble in the front to some hyper-pop or what, bro? Because it's hey, a minute anything. 30 and damn near one of my favorite tracks just from those experimental vocals alone. I fucking love those auto-tune vocals and that, and, and that instru- instrumentation. In that last track. So although it was beautifully done, I wish he would have done it a little softer and not like in that. Oh, so like the like auto so abrasive. Yeah. Way. I, I wish he would have done it like a little like just just softer, more subtle. Just just more melodically. Exactly. Not so just harsh. to kind of like fit mm-hmm. what's going on. I mean, I guess totally. the recordings does fit what's been like the what's been going on throughout the album. But I wish he would have done it just a little softer and like that more like her vocals behind a piano keyboard sound. Yeah. Because everything else, like even the small little switch ups we had throughout the album weren't as abrasive as this. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And for this, I guess it's okay because it's the last song. So then like, okay, well, it's just going to fuck up the flow of the rest of the album. It's the last song. Yeah. But even, yeah, I agree with you. It just seems so like out of left field in a way. It was kind of like the end of Nelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's literally what it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and like, of course, that being like the part of the song that I didn't really like, they didn't really like. Right. That's probably what kind of threw me off with this, even though it was well done. I just wish it would have been a little softer. That was all. That's fair. That's fair. I I, I like how crazy it ends, <laughs> but I could see why I could see why somebody else would disagree because yeah, it, tonally it is it is off, you know. Yeah. But uh, is that it? Yeah. I mean, I'm good. I'm Does anybody good. else have any? I'm okay. Tracks. Top three, baby. Let's get it. Bars. Anything? We good? All right. I'm good. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. We'll give you our final thoughts, overall score, and top three tracks. Keenan, start us off. All right. This album was a surprise. Overall, I love this album. So thank you, Isaac. Mm. Got you, baby. This album was beautiful. Listening, just listening to it before I actually like did a deep dive into the lyrics. This album, you can listen to this for anything. Uh, like I said, like I'm falling asleep to it. I'm cooking dinner to it. I'm making cocktails to it. This album is like the perfect song to have in the background. Um, so that being said, 
I actually did a deep dive into a bunch of French artists, so I could have answered you in the beginning of the pod. Oh. But I just kind of wanted to hold off to the end. Okay. There, I've, I found so many artists just through her alone. Um, so I've been on a little French kick since the new year has started. So nice. again, thank you, Isaac. Gotcha. Um, so I'm definitely going to keep a watch on what she releases from here on out. She has a beautiful voice. Instrumentally, just her tone, everything. She's she's beautiful. Give me more, please. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. So if, if I could have added this to my top 10 albums of the year, I would have last year. So again, thanks a lot, Isaac. Of course. <laughs> this album was beautiful and her voice is amazing. So enough praise from me. Let's get down to the good stuff. Whoa. Top three tracks are When I See You, September, and La Riviere. Ooh. Nice. With an overall score, 9 out of 10. Oh, Damn. Holy shit. The replay value is there. The only things that I hate about this album, obviously the first track, you can't even count it as a, as an, as a song, mm-hmm. and the end of Nelly. Mm-hmm. Other than that, this album is perfect through and through. Her voice is amazing. I'll even take very bad back-to-back. I'll take everything. <laughs> I'll take the automation sounding and whatever. <laughs> I'll take all the beeps and boots. I'll take everything. All, all at once. This this album is is perfect. And from what she's led me to, I'm I'm so happy for her. So I'm into French pop now. Good shit, dog. So good thanks shit. a lot, Isaac. Holy Nine out of ten. Shit. That's good gas. That's good gas. Is that the highest you've given an album? I think I think I gave Black, oh, Black Country, Black Country yeah. a ten, okay. and I gave Saya a nine. Oh, as well. Saya, yeah, that's but right. That's right. My turn. Oh, so, <laughs> no country. <laughs> that's no country. All of it. My top three tracks would be uh, Blue, um, When I See You, and uh, September too. Mm. Um, so I think we're all on the same track besides one song. Yeah, I like Blue a lot. Um, think the only thing this album is missing is going a bit out of their comfort zone experimenting just a little bit throwing a little spice a little pepper into the formula i think that's literally all it's missing the replay value is 100 percent there um this is background music to a to a t album music to a t cooking music i haven't done that at all but i was listening to this majority of the time in the office while i was at work and it's very soothing and satisfying to listen to um so yeah that's the only nick i have is the fact that you know pretty sure she's talented enough to you know interpret some kind of experimental uh sounds into her album and she didn't do that but that's like a very small nick i will give this album an 8 out of 10 8.5 actually 8.5 whoa 8. 5, yeah. damn keep peggy keep it going up let's <laughs> Holy go shit. run can it we, up can we get another half run it no up, run it up. <laughs> no no <laughs> for me um yeah this album bro like as you guys kind of already alluded to like yes it wasn't exactly like surprising or the most cutting edge album but god damn can that woman just sing her ass off do it consistently well have consistently good production have lyrics that are consistently either one relatable or two thought-provoking um well, like, what else can I say? Uh, she's just overall just a very talented artist, and I'm very glad that I found her. Shout-outs to Colors, bro. Holy shit. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess like you guys said, yeah, she could have been a little more experimental, and I, and I agree with that. And yeah, she could have, you know, zigged when she could have zagged, you know, sort of deal. But I mean, let's be honest, dog. All the, all that shit is fucking nitpicks, bro. This shit's fucking gas. So, uh, my top uh three tracks would be Jardin, um, When I See You, and Tied Between Puppy and B. Mm. Yup. Uh, and my final review is an eight and a half out of ten. Yup, Marcos, literally, lovely. Yes, sir, I am in agreement with you and Marcos that there definitely could have been some more experimentation done, and there was, you know, there there was bits and pieces here, and I definitely appreciated that. But for me, I think that affected the album a lot more overall. The sound is really good, and I love the dream. I love that like dreamy soundscape of it. It's very surreal sounding to me, and it's very soft. But I think at a certain point, it just felt like it kind of blended together a little too much. A little droning in a way. Yeah, and it's definitely an album that grew on me a little bit more because when I first listened to it, I really wasn't coming back to it that often. And now that we've had some a little bit of time to sit on it, like I've been coming back to it a little bit more, a little bit more, especially my top three tracks, but. As a project, you know, as a whole, it, it's grown a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to really say if it's not, like, the sound or if it's not the lack of experimentation or the length. I honestly can't even really say what else about it just isn't grabbing me as much as I thought it would. It's personal. It, it, yeah, it's personal. personal but, like, even talking about it, I can't say, like, anything was bad. I can't say that there was one thing that stood out that was a huge freaking issue for me. Right. It's just, I don't know. There's just something about this that just didn't catch me as much as I would have liked. So, top three tracks in order are going to be number three, Blue, uh, number two, Puppy, and number one, I'm sorry, how do you pronounce it? The second track, Yard. Jardin. Jardin. Okay. Jardin, hopefully. <laughs> track Jardin two. this whole time. Jardin. Man. Keith Jardin. Yeah. <laughs> the dean of me, baby. <laughs> shout out to uh, man Coffee. Hell yeah. I met him at a Lobos game. Shout out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be my first, or that'll be my number one track overall. And overall score is going to be a 7 out of 10. And that'll conclude our review of this album, Consolation by Palm. I'm sure you haven't listened to it, so please listen to it. You know, hey, listen, give give some fucking foreign music a chance, bro. There's some good shit out there. Just because, you know, there's a language barrier doesn't mean shit. Expand, expand your taste. You know, there's definitely some good stuff out there. And yep. uh, the French are always, you know, doing something a little little out the box. You know, they're always Frenching it up. Yeah, they always got a certain, uh, what do you say? Je ne sais quoi. So give it a listen. Yeah, it's quiet. Yeah, it's quiet. So give it a listen. Let us know what you think. If you somehow have listened to it, let us know what you think about it. I definitely think it's something worth your time. Uh, Until then, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Underground Treehouse Podcast. Thank you for listening. Later. Bye.